With Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting. A 59-year-old Swaledale man pled guilty in federal court Wednesday to possession of child pornography. At the plea hearing, Thomas Allen Newman admitted knowingly possessing child pornography, including depictions involving minors who had not attained 12 years of age. In addition, Newman knowingly possessed material concerning the sexual abuse and exploitation of an infant or toddler. He admitted that he used Facebook to trade child porn and shared about 60 videos of such content. Newman was taken into custody by the United States Marshal, faces up to 20 years in federal prison. A sentencing date will be set after a pre-sentence report is prepared. The Iowa Department of Transportation working on wrapping up a major project in Floyd County along the avenue of the Saints Highway. Iowa DOT spokesman Pete Helmstead tells Radio On The Go News that the new interchange at the city of Floyd could be open to traffic in less than six weeks. Paving has just started of the main line. Once that's done, they'll have to pave the ramps. They will have to do some hand pours on 218 north of the interchange in the city of Floyd, where we did a bunch of road work there as well. Then they'll have to do shoulders. There's going to be some feeding and mulching. So there's still plenty of work left. We are really hoping to have that thing open to driving public uh, around Thanksgiving. That's still our target. Again, Mother Nature will have a lot to do with that as far as temperatures and when we can pave and putting down asphalt. We'll keep pushing for that. Helmstead says another project is expected to begin Monday in Franklin County. It'll run from the western city limits of Hampton to I-35 and Iowa 3. We're going to be resurfacing that road and we're also going to be adding paved shoulders. The contractor wants to get in this fall and get the new shoulders down. So they are hoping to do that, like I said, later the month of October. It should take a couple weeks if everything goes well. Be aware of that. There will be pilot car and flagger there. And then they'll hopefully get those shoulders down and pull out of there for the winter and be back in the spring to do the resurfacing. For the latest on road construction projects, go to 511ia.org. The Clarksville City Council this week discussed having speed signs installed within the city limits. Clarksville's Mayor Michael Grantham said he has consulted with the Iowa Department of Transportation to get on the list to have the signs installed, and he expressed interest in wanting them placed in the city limits at the 35-mile-per-hour speed zone. In other business, the Clarksville Council approved the hiring of Jared Bruner to the maintenance position and approved a motion to let business owners coordinate a trick-or-treat celebration in the downtown area for October 29th from 4 until 6 p.m. The Cal School Board was informed recently that the district did not receive any snow removal or sanding bids. If the district is not able to find someone, the district may reach out to the city or county for help. In other business, Cal Superintendent Todd Aletto received a board input on the digital sign and whether to keep it digital or not to due to cost and the ability to read it by drivers. Uh, Leto will look into different options and bring them back to the board at a later date. The Cerro Gordo County Community Foundation recently distributed over $144,000 to 14 organizations serving the county through its 2023 grant cycle. Grants are awarded through the foundation's competitive grant process to projects in the program areas of arts and culture, community betterment, education and youth development, environment and animal welfare, and health and human services. A few examples of the grant awards include $6,379 for the Swaledale Fire Department for a pager replacement project 
and $10,000 to the West Fork School District for the elementary playground project. Blockades have forced Ukrainian farmers to stop exporting their hogs and grain. So they are feeding that grain to their hogs and creating a source of food for their citizens. Livestock and grain experts in Iowa are helping show them how to do it safely. Livestock and grain experts in Iowa are sharing their experience with Ukrainian farmers who are trying to keep their hog operations viable despite the Russian invasion. The ongoing war that initially shut down their operations are making a comeback in Ukraine, but due to blockades and other restrictions, they have nowhere to send their hogs. So they're raising them to be a food source for Ukrainians and need some advice. Justin Brown, a swine veterinarian at Iowa State University, gets up at 3 a.m. Iowa time to teach about 80 farmers from the Association of Ukrainian Pig Breeders best practices and answer their questions. With this kind of influx of new pig producers, there was a want and a need for more information on swine diseases and swine health and biosecurity. Ukrainian breeders say about 15% of the nation's commercial pig inventory was lost, leading to a 100,000 ton drop in pork production in 2022. Brown and the Ukrainian farmers are optimistic the rejuvenated industry will yield healthy food for the country's citizens. Mark Moran reporting. Iowa's seasonally adjusted unemployment rate ticked up to 3% in September, up from 2.9% in August, but down from 3.1% a year ago. Meanwhile, Iowa's labor force participation rate decreased slightly from 68.7% to 68.6% in September as college students left the workforce to return to school. The number of unemployed Iowans increased to 52,800 in September from 50,200 in August. The total number of working Iowans decreased to 1,688,200 last month. This figure is 4,200 lower than August, but 22,000 higher than one year ago. The recent rains helped the drought conditions in Iowa, but more precipitation is still needed. The latest U.S. Drought Monitor report shows that through Tuesday, the coverage areas for the severe and extreme drought categories had shrunk in size, while no exceptional drought was reported in the state. Now, in the broadcast area, the eastern one-half of Grundy, most of Butler, the northern two-thirds of Franklin, the eastern half of Wright, all of Floyd, most of Cerro Gordo, and southeast Hancock County are in an extreme drought. The rest of the local area is in a moderate to severe drought. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.